0: How's everybody doing? This is Louie from AZ Central, part of the USA Today Network, doing another I Am Your Father podcast. You can find this podcast every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and I guess Facebook by just searching Louie Villalobos. And that's where I tend to post everything on Twitter. I tend to be active on Snapchat, and I do what I can on Instagram. On Facebook, it's just me talking trash, so, you know, it is what it is. This week, I'm going to talk about... A moment in time with my son out there in the world where I kind of learned something, something he taught me that really honestly it hadn't really hit me before and this is coming fresh off my previous podcast, first off my previous blog where I talked about autism awareness, autism acceptance and how my son growing up autistic, what parents can learn from their children and what maybe some advice that I can give to their parents and something happened a couple weeks ago where he without really meaning to I think taught me something so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But before I get into my show, I want to let you guys know about a new USA Today Network podcast called The Way It Was. It's a historical podcast coming to us out of Colorado, part of the USA Today Network. Here's a quick promo, uh, and then we'll get back into it. Thanks. I'm Aaron with the Fort Collins Coloradoan, and we've just launched our newest project, a pod past, if you will, on Northern Colorado history. Dive beneath the surface of our reservoir to the site of an underwater ghost town in our first episode. Or check back in for stories that take you back in time. Back to when our picturesque Old Town streets, the ones that inspired designs for Disneyland's Main Street, definitely weren't the happiest place on Earth. Or learn about Annie the Railroad Dog, a Border Collie who was adopted by Fort Collins as railroad workers and became the city's best-known Depression-era mascot. Look for these stories on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, with new episodes coming out the second Thursday of every month. And enjoy Tales from the Way It Was, a pod past podcast. Alright, so there you go. It's a podcast done by the uh, staff in Colorado on the Colorodian, Colorodian, Coloradian. San Diego, San Diegoites. yeah, so check it out, it's a cool podcast, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it everywhere. So today, I Am Your Father podcast, today we're going to talk really quickly about the idea of adaptability, the idea of accommodations, and how big they can be, and in some cases how big they can be in such a small form. So I was at the, I was at the playground the other day, a while ago, by the way, I was at the playground, it reminds me of... My favorite song when I was growing up, Aisha from Another Bad Creation. Weird nostalgic moment there, but every time I say at the playground, I think of that song. It's weird, I know, but I'm sorry. So we're at the playground taking photos, and a friend of ours is a photographer, really good photographer. And uh, he's taking photos of our son at the playground, just playing, doing stuff, and and all of us kind of family photos. You know, families that could get family photos. We did one. Um, Side note, part two of the show. Uh, family photos always 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 make me want to take out the parents and just show the son the the child because every family photo basically the best part of it if you're a parent is the children because who wants to see themselves in a photo it's horrible it's like listening to your voice in a voicemail it's like never good so we're taking these photos and I look over and see my son in the swing it's not the first time he's been in that swing but it reminded me of the first time he had been in a swing he's four years old two years prior about two years prior we took him same park, different part of the park, and they had a playground. You know those little swings that kind of are like half shells. They're like bucket swings. You can put your legs in, and, and give you a little bit of comfort. You know, it's not it's not the open ended swing that we all like to jump out of at high altitudes. It's this is little bucket swing that you can sit in, and it's made for babies, I think, and toddlers and stuff. So we put him in that swing when he was a kid, younger, and he really just didn't like it, and he hated it. And we we it took me a while to realize what was going on with it. He, he was frightened by it, and best we can come up with was he had it was one of the sensory issues you know autistic people like my son tend to have sensory things that that, that they feel overwhelmed you know it's stuff too too much light too much sound too much stuff coming at them and we think my son had the moment of when you're swinging sometimes if you swing backwards you kind of you get a sense of free falling you know and even with that bucket i think that just kind of was too much for him to take and it really scared him so we took him off of there and you know something we tried we moved on from our lives and, and never really thought about it again just assumed that was something that wasn't going to be for him, and that's the thing about that is when you're <clears throat> in some way different, right from the world. There's certain there's certain things you just assume isn't going to be for you anymore, um and I can get into specifics, but I don't really want to because I don't want to cause I don't wanna, like trivialize things. You know, I don't want to trivialize somebody's existence through my son's lens if that makes any sense. But there are things that we all have to deal with, right? My my boss was color or my former boss was colorblind. He's colorblind. Obviously, that's a thing but there's ways around it, right? They make glasses now, and there's adaptability things in society like traffic lights and how things are made to help people who are colorblind. And that's about as deep as I'm gonna go with that analogy, but there are things that a lot of people deal with, physical, mental, emotional, just all this stuff, right? And there's a lot of things that help people get through that, and it's a great thing. And I realized with my son, with autistic people, there's a lot of stuff that helps him. So he has like a sensory necklace, right? He, he, He chews a lot. He has like an oral fixation, I guess. So we got him necklaces that helps him stem, helps him chew, and he can kind of get through that moment, and it's cool, and it's fun, and he loves it. Um, And I never really thought about it past that. I never really thought about adaptability and accommodations for him past that as a child of just living his life, right? There's a lot of accommodations we're looking for through education, through other things. But when it comes to just enjoying stuff that everybody else can't otherwise, generally speaking, never really uh, uh, dawned on me that there's ways for him to help him do that. So fast forward a year or two and we're at this playground and we're at this fo- lack of a better word a photo shoot I guess in this living environment and I look over and the playground's really like loud and nutty and there's parents there's like watchful helicopter parents everywhere there's rogue children going crazy right jungle gyms and slides and stuff and kids are trying to socialize with each other and you're learning taking turns and stuff for children you know and the parents are on their phones and it's just really dynamic environment and I look over and I see my son in the swing and I realize then that something is going on that I just never kind of dawned on me before. And and it's a teachable moment for me as a parent, the playground we're at and the swing that he's in was specifically built as one of those adaptable playgrounds. And these adaptable playgrounds offer environments where basically most children regardless of what they happen to be and what they happen to be dealing with can enjoy the playground. Um, so very specific to my son, his sensory of, motion the sensory of movement that that little bucket seat little bucket swing really didn't resonate with him when he was a kid the swing now that he's in is one of those adaptive swings and if you can picture a roller coaster seat right when you sit in a roller coaster you know you sit down right and it's a kind of it hugs you a little bit it's a lot like um a really cool chair that kind of kind of forms around your body and then the big thing is the 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 buckle the bar that comes down over top of you where you kind of kind of move your head comes out in front of you and it locks in it kind of locks into the the attachment at the bottom and it kind of like a claw right That comes down and kind of grips you and make sure you don't fall out of the roller coaster it kind of holds you in place no matter what is going on well this adaptive swing that the city now has where we live in this playground is that kind of thing it's that kind of environment it's a little bit looser it's not quite like form-fitting but it gives them a, a I think a better sense of security through the motion of swinging everything else is the same his little legs are still kicking And his arms are free, but he's encased in this thing, in this roller coaster type of environment. And that bar that comes down makes all the difference in the world, because for that bar to exist, there has to be a back. So he he has a back to it, and he sits down, and when he's swinging, it's so cool because he's holding on to that bar for the most part. And I started to realize that why he didn't like the first swing was because there was nothing that he felt safe about. There was nothing he felt he can hold on to and feel like it was something that was going to protect him from that motion that he didn't like. And this swing that he's in, this new adaptive swing that the city had just got through putting in through voter-approved funds, was something that gave him security and suddenly let him enjoy something that had previously frightened him. And that little bit of change, that little bit of, of, of adapting by the city and a completely new swing let him enjoy what it can be honestly one of the most basic things in life of just swinging. You can create a swing anywhere. I mean, how many of you guys did the tire swing, right? You just tie something to a tree, tie it to a tire, and all of a sudden you have a swing. You need a, a wood with two pieces of rope and you have a swing. Like Swings are one of the most basic forms of childhood joy that previously he couldn't, he couldn't deal with. He couldn't accept and he couldn't enjoy because of his sensory stuff. And this adjustment that the city made opened this all up to him. It opened up this whole moment of happiness to him and by connection, me, Like we all know watching our kids play, if your kid is having fun, you're having fun, right? If your kid is enjoying something, laughing, smiling, just in some kind of rare moment of joy, it totally like clutches onto you and you're like, yes, this is awesome. And it's the best thing in the world. And you want to buy them like a thousand of them because you want them to always feel that joy. And that's what that little swing did. That little swing, that moment of swinging that he just couldn't get enough of, opened up the idea to me that the world is full of adaptiveness that the world is full of accommodations for people and that he, for the better part of his life, hopefully will have increased access to these things, that the technologies, that society's mindset, that the world around them will continue to adapt as it has for other types of people, as it has for other people who have other um, environments, other, other challenges they're dealing with, it's adapted for them and continues to, thank God, for my son That swing was the first really big kind of eye opening moment to me that society isn't, probably isn't, and hopefully isn't as closed off as sometimes I think it is to autistic people and to people with sensory issues. And watching him just kick his little feet and have the time of his life gave me a sense that maybe going forward, those moments will be more and more. And that will happen more often and that he can, you can apply that to his life. You can apply that to a lot of things that he's going to need growing up through education, through housing, through employment, through all the stuff that people who are quote unquote normal take for granted. A little bit of adaptiveness on our part will help somebody like my son have the same type of experiences and have the same types of joys that a lot of us just do on a routine basic level. And it was a really cool moment. And, and having there with the photo shoot and having my friend take the photos and having my wife push him, gave me the opportunity to step back and just kind of watch it all happen and realize that in the middle of this chaos, that is a playground, right? Just chaos and sometimes nervousness, anxiety for me. For him, he was just loving it. He was in this perfect little world of of quote unquote, typical little kid enjoyment. And because of a minor change in policy and, and a minor ad, adapt adaptiveness, adaptive measure? I'm going go with adaptive measure. A minor adaptive measure that the city took and opened up with probably a world of enjoyment to him that I can't even begin to quantify. He loves that thing. Every time we go to the park, he runs directly to that swing. And for that moment, he's just a swinging little kid going crazy. It's a really cool thing. And for parents, regardless of what situation your child is in, be it neurotypical, autistic, anything else, you got to find those moments, you got to find those little moments that make you smile and let you know that there's a possibility that everything's going to be okay, that things are going to get better as your child gets older, that things will become more accessible to them, regardless of anything else, right? regardless of the situation, that everything is okay. And that's a cool moment, it's a cool breather of a moment, like, alright, it's just a swing, but what it symbolizes can be so much more. That's really all I had to say today. I hope you guys are doing really well. Again, listen to my podcast every Friday, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. This goes with my podcast that I do for all the moms blog. That's part of AZ Central. That's part of the USA Today Network. And I'm going to be fairly active every week. I'm trying to do something for, for you guys. And I really appreciate listens. Any, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, please subscribe, please rate, please review. That goes a long way. For anybody who's familiar with YouTube, right? You always hear YouTubers say rate, review, and subscribe. The same is true for podcasts. If it ain't my podcast, that's fine. If it's other podcasts you listen to regularly, subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps podcasts kind of grow an audience. It really helps them grow in visibility. So thanks for everything. I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the retweets, the likes, the Instagram stuff. Hope you guys are doing really, really well. And I'll be back next week with another episode of I Am Your Father. Until now, until then, until whenever. Take care. Goodbye. And once again, once again, here is my son singing the Golden Girls theme. See you. I can't be a father, a son, a